0: Well, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me here in my basement. Hope you're all having a good start to your day. Today we're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 5, starting in verse 8. So if you have your Bible, why don't you grab that now. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is what we read, starting in verse 8. Peter says, Be alert, and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Amen. What a sobering passage. Your enemy, Peter says, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And today I want us to talk about how we can resist the the enemy and, and avoid falling into to sin that that might disqualify us from all that that God has for us. Howard Hendricks was a a seminary professor at Dallas Theological Seminary, and over the course of two years, he interviewed 246 pastors, 246 men who had all unfortunately been involved in an adulterous affair over a two-year period. He interviewed these 246 men at length, and as a result of, of this study, he passed on four characteristics that, that were true of virtually all 246 men. And, and of course, I'm particularly interested in in Professor Hendrick's study, because number one, I, I am a pastor, and so the... This is a, an extremely relevant issue for me, something that I want to be aware of. And, and secondly, I, I find Hendrick's study very helpful because I, I believe that, that his, his findings are relevant for all followers of Jesus. All of us who would want to honor God with our lives, who would want to avoid such a fall, whether it was adultery or otherwise. And, and so I, I want to highlight these four characteristics, or four findings of Howard Hendricks' study. And so let's look at the first together. Number one, he said, uh, of the 246 men he interviewed, none of the men were involved in any kind of real personal accountability. And you know, I've said this many times. I actually said this just last Sunday night to the group who came back to the Sunday night surge event. But you know, if you have a habitual sin in your life, be it, be it lust, be it addiction-related, or you know, substance abuse-related, finance-related. If you know that you can sin and not have to tell anyone about it, you're just on dangerous ground. That that one of one of the ways. That, we're called to protect ourselves. One of the best ways to protect ourselves from sin is to find accountability, to meet up with someone regularly and share with them about your life and to say to that woman, that man, if I sin in this way, or whatever your particular issue is, if I sin in this way, I will let you know immediately. Because again, I can't stress this enough. When we know that we can sin, and not have to tell anyone about it, we are in dangerous ground. And that was true of these men. None of them had accountability. Secondly, Hendrick said that each of the men had all but ceased having a daily time of personal prayer, Bible reading, and worship. You know, if you've been around the church for a while, you've heard Pastor Tom and myself, and hopefully your home group leaders stress over and over again the importance of devotions the importance of, of prayer and reading your Bible, the importance of worship. and It's not because we're legalists. It's not because we believe that ultimately we justify ourselves. We're made right with God because we pray enough or because we read our Bible. That's not it at all. But it's because we recognize, we understand that when we do not meet regularly with Jesus, our hearts grow colder towards Him. And the number one way we can protect ourselves against sin, against this type of fall, is to fall ever and ever more more in love with Jesus. To find ourselves increasingly in love and in awe and just drawn to Jesus. And the way that that happens primarily is through prayer and worship and reading our Bible and so again, when we urge you to pray, it's not because we believe that this is what brings you justification, that this is what makes you right before God. It's because we understand when our hearts are soft towards the Lord, we're just less inclined to sin. Thirdly, Hendricks says that more than 80% of the men became sexually involved with the other woman after spending significant time with her often in counseling situations they they just repeatedly placed themselves in a context in which temptation was present and so if we want to avoid this kind of fall if we want to avoid disqualifying sin we we need to to eliminate as much temptation from our lives as we can you know if you're someone who struggles perhaps with with alcoholism, or, or you have a past in which you you're overindulged in alcohol, you, you might say, You know, I, I really can't do the, the happy hour thing with folks after work. I, I just know that if I go to that bar, if I head to that restaurant, it, it's just temptation is going to be overwhelming. Or maybe you're someone who is saying, You know, Jesus, I, I really want to only date inside the faith. I want to make this commitment to you to only date. A fellow believer, and I'm on these dating websites, and I, I repeatedly have people who uh, seem interested in me, who are reaching out, who are messaging me, asking me to hang out, and I know that they're not believers, and so that temptation is just always be- before me. And you might say, you know, I just need to to head o- head away. I need to turn turn off this dating site for a while or forever, because there's just there's just too much temptation here when I'm trying to, to only date fellow believers. These men, they just continually place themselves in a context where temptation was present. And then lastly, Hendricks says that without exception, without exception, 246 people, each of the 246 had been convinced that this sort of fall would never happen to them. And that's all of us, right? None of us expect to blow up our lives. And you know, I don't believe, certainly was probably the case with some of these men, but I don't believe that that all 246 of these men believed that such a fall wasn't possible for them because of, of pride necessarily. I think a lot of it might have just been that they were naive. That they were naive. And so let us not fall into the same type of naivety. Let us remember 1 Peter Chapter 5, verse 8, To be alert and of sober mind, your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Friends, we just need to come to a place where we would say, I know my heart, and I, I know how dark my heart is, and so I know that I am capable of virtually anything if not for the grace of God. So let's cling to God's grace. Let's ask for His grace. Let us not be so naive to think that we too could not fall into such grievous sin. So I know this is a, again, it's a sobering passage. It was a sobering text and and devotional today, but but it's an important one. Let us continue to run hard after Jesus. Let us remember these four points and and let us pray for our brothers and sisters as well, that they too might, might be strong and avoid sin. In Jesus' name. All right. God bless you. And I hope you have a good rest of your day.